Hello and welcome to another episode of the Go Gamecocks podcast presented by the State Newspaper. I am your host, Greg Hadley, and I am joined by reporter Ben Breiner. Ben, it's been a while since we've talked about some South Carolina football. Probably too long, let's be realistic. Well, I was going to say, it's it's been a while, but a lot has been going on in this offseason. The last time we talked, Mike Bobo had been hired as offensive coordinator. Since then, a lot of staffing changes. Let's just run through them real quick. After Mike Bobo was hired, they got a new strength coach in Paul Jackson from Ole Miss. And at the press conference introducing him, they announced the hiring of one of Bobo's former assistants at Colorado State, Joe Cox, a former Georgia quarterback. And in that move, they had to shift former tight ends coach Bobby Bentley to kind of assist with the QBs under Bobo and had Kyle Krantz move off the field. A couple days later, special teams coordinator and linebackers coach Coleman Hutzler leaves. Kyle Krantz is eventually re-promoted to take over that role. And then finally, defensive line coach John Scott Jr., running backs coach Thomas Brown, and director of player personnel Matt Lindsay all leave for other jobs. And to date, they replaced two of those guys, Tracy Rocker from Tennessee coming in for the defensive line, and Andrew Hughes, also from Tennessee, taking over the director of player personnel. That leaves one staff opening. Up until recently, there was some speculation that former offensive coordinator and current wide receivers coach Brian McClendon would leave for a NFL job with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they recently announced the hiring of a different guy, so he's going to stay on staff. That leaves one staff opening. What can you tell us about what what's what's the chatter as of late about who might fill that last spot? Well, the reports and rumblings out there put former put it as former South Carolina football player Rod Wilson. He coached some high school ball in the state at Charleston Southern and then landed with the Kansas City Chiefs where he's worked with their really excellent special teams staff. That's the name that's kind of come up in the ether and he would make a pretty interesting hire, especially because South Carolina is losing some of that special teams acumen with Coleman Hutzler departing. And Kansas City has been excellent on that front. Wilson was a pretty good linebacker here, I believe, all SEC. And so if he were to be hired, that would kind of wrap up this sort of cycle, hopefully, theoretically, after you know a lot of movement over several stints. And of course, there's going to be changes to every coaching staff across the country during this offseason. Would you say this has been a particularly active offseason, though, for the Gamecocks on that front? I would say so. At the moment, you've had four positions in the 10 assistant spots change over, plus one of your primary back-end recruiting guys in going from Matt Lindsay, who Will Muschamp considered very much a, a valuable member of that team, over to Drew Hughes. And you've also had a situation in which Bobby Bentley is going to have changed roles twice. Kyle Krantz is going to have been demoted off the field and then brought back on. And some of it still kind of remains to be seen how the offensive staff shakes out. Brian McClendon reportedly looked at and interviewed for a position with the Pittsburgh Steelers, didn't get it. And there was some conflicting reporting from some other sources about how things were going to shake out. He's coached running backs in the past, coached him at Georgia. Bobby Bentley coached running backs at South Carolina for his first three seasons before moving for Thomas Brown. Bentley's coached tight ends. And Joe Cox has coached tight ends and wide receivers, which is McClendon's position. So there's a, a couple of different ways that they could maybe shake that out. But I think that'll be sort of an interesting next step once 
they fill what probably would be the linebacker position, unless for some reason, you know, things changed. So it should be kind of interesting to see how it settles out when it's all said and done. And on top of all this, we got spring practices coming up on us very quickly. They start Wednesday, February 26th, so they got to get those position groups sorted out pretty quickly. Definitely. It it probably helps that there's a fair number of familiar faces. I'll be pretty interested to see kind of how some of the new guys fare. Obviously, the main face you're, you're kind of wondering about is Bobo and the new offense, but I'm also really interested to see Tracy Rocker and what he can do with the talent at hand. This is a group that's got a bunch of blue chippers, has a couple of veterans, and those guys probably need some development at this point. Rocker is known as a really good developer of talent, so I'm interested to see when, you know, you trust Zach Pickens, eventually Jordan Birch, and the likes of, you know, your Rick Sandage or Joseph Anderson. I'll be interested to see what he can kind of do with those guys. Obviously, you know, plus the development of some of the Bucks under Mike Peterson. Yeah, like you mentioned, Jordan Birch won't be around for spring practices, but that is a key position to look for for the Gamecocks, seeing as they lose the likes of Javon Kinlaw and uh, DJ Wanham along the defensive line. That's that's going to be a key position to look at going into 2020. When you look at the coaches that left, first, let's start with that. Who do you think was kind of the biggest loss for the Gamecocks? I think the biggest loss is probably Thomas Brown. He definitely kind of gave a little bit of a jolt to that running back room. He brought in Marshawn Lloyd, an extremely talented back who now has to work with a new position coach, despite the fact that those two had a pretty tight bond by all indications. I think I'll be interested also to see kind of what happens without Coleman Hutzler. That linebacker group was never extremely good, but it was always pretty decent when healthy. Uh, Ernest Jones came on in a big way last year. TJ Brunson was pretty good, and he ran really one of the better consistent special teams in the country, frankly. That group was quite good. Talent had something to do with that, but I'll be interested to see how that gets handed off. It was going to go to Kyle Krantz and still might, but you know, if Rod Wilson is the, per- is the, the guy in that last spot, then he's going to you know obviously have some background in that as well. And you mentioned Tracy Rocker's developmental chops. Is he, of the hires they did make, someone that intrigues you the most? He intrigues me a good bit just because, you know, you have so much raw talent at that position, and he has such a good reputation. As far as I've read some of his recruiting, there were some, I guess, questions about it, but frankly, he's got pieces, and that staff recruits fine. You know, Zach Pickens has all-world talent. It's a question of, can they get that out of him? Can they can they turn him from all-world talent to maybe not Javon Kinlaw last year, but a real impact defensive lineman? And that goes down the line for a bunch of those guys. They're losing three starters up front. They've got some interesting talent at the end position. So I just kind of will be interested in sort of what that is. You, he was one of the guys that Muschamp, I believe, wanted to hire way back when, when he first got here. And Rocker ended up going to Georgia, then to Tennessee, now he's here. And I'll just be sort of interested. You're talking about a guy, you know, he he helped develop Nick Fairley from someone who I might have been a offensive guard recruit and ended up being one of the best defensive tackles in recent SEC history. So I'll just be intrigued what he can get out of that talent. Going off the field for a second, bringing in Andrew Hughes and Paul Jackson in those director of player personnel and strength and conditioning coaches, those aren't positions obviously that fans are going to see a lot of tangible impact on but how crucial do you think that is to Muschamp's staff? 
I think those are important background positions that director of player personnel carries a lot of weight. They basically process through a ton of film, looking at prospects, getting the best ones to the coaching staff, and they have a lot of administrative stuff. They run a fair amount of, you know, the recruiting camps, that kind of stuff. So that's a pretty crucial role, a pretty crucial confidant role. And that's someone that Muschamp has to trust. And you've got a guy who, he's pretty young, a uh, college class of 11, I think. But, you know, he worked for Nick Saban. He worked for Jeremy Pruitt. He worked for Will Muschamp. And he, oh, he also worked for Jim McElwain. So he definitely has a good background there. With Jackson, I talked to at least one person who referred to him as a, a real deal strength coach. So he's got a great reputation. He came in kind of talking about sprinting, kind of talking about certain techniques to prevent some of the injuries that have hit South Carolina, hit South Carolina last year, I should say. And I think part of the value of getting yourself a new strength coach is it's sort of a reset button. Kids hear the same voice for so long and it's hard for some I think it's hard sometimes for that to stay fresh and so I think he's kind of an interesting a change up and that can can sometimes get a boost out of people it's rare that you have strength coaches who can stay around forever and and not in some ways get maybe a little bit stale so I think they're both pretty good additions I don't know that they're necessarily going to translate to another win here or there but they'll kind of keep things going and if they can boost a little bit here and there that that kind of matters All right, we will have more coverage of spring football as that gets going. And, of course, for all your South Carolina athletics coverage, visit GoGamecocks.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.